0: How excited should you be about getting Kyler Murray and putting him in your lineup against the Falcons starting in Week 10? And what about Keaton Mitchell? It's time to break down the Week 10 waiver wire. Look at the trade deadline as well as we break it down for you all in a new edition of Locked On Fantasy Football.
1: You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny and I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com.
1: Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuke, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst for NFL.com.
0: Right. Today, it is the time to look at the Week 10 waiver wire. Not a lot out there, to be honest with you, to help. And uh, we do have some big teams on by this week, the Chiefs and Eagles, Dolphins. That's a lot of players that you might be looking for plug and play. One week replacements. We'll give you some of those uh, streaming options. The Rams also off this week. Some uh, more waiver wire talk here about some players that may emerge. Not a big week here for impact guys that you can find out there available in your leagues. We'll dive into that here in a moment. Before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with. Any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins, visit slash locked on to get started. We're locked on fantasy football, your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in the league. We're part of locked on podcast network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. All right, Michelle, let's go help these fantasy football teams here. And uh, let's start with Kyler Murray. That's the big story. He is coming back to start, thankfully. For a lot of reasons here against the Falcons at home in week 10. So still available in quite a few leagues if you didn't have an IR spot and you were stashing him. But for those picking him up or those who have him on the roster, what do you feel like not only this week against Atlanta, but rest of the season?
1: So this is the thing. He might have to be started this week. I mean, with the amount of injuries to quarterbacks this year, with three Huge fantasy quarterbacks being on by with Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes and Tua all on by this week. Like Kyler Murray might like probably will be ranked inside my top 13, top 14 quarterbacks this week, even though he's just coming off of this injury, playing his very first game since week 14 last year. And it's extremely risky. I'm not going to say it's not, but we know he's a really good fantasy score. And we've also we've also seen in this Cardinals offense, their new offense this year, it looks good, right? With Josh Dobbs, who's was actually getting things done when there was a healthy James Conner, when it wasn't Clayton Toon starting. Like, they were actually moving the ball somewhat, right? So I do think Kyler Murray in this offense will look good. Don't know if it'll come right away, but I'm okay starting him this week if I have to. And his upcoming matchups, there's nothing too scary. It's the Falcons, the Texans, the Rams, and the Steelers. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm open to starting him here on out.
0: Yeah, it's tough because the so-called cheat code quarterbacks have not come through. Anthony Richardson went down. Josh Allen has given a some running to pad his stats here, but Lamar Jackson has had a few off weeks at times because he's throwing the ball well and they're running the ball well there. So they haven't relied upon him. So the same week we get Kyler Murray and looks like Justin Fields will be playing on Thursday night as well. So two guys that are going to run and give you a nice floor there just in time here to help your teams. Now, in a shallow league, this player might be available. I doubt he's going to be available beyond the 10-team leagues, but we just wanted to bring him up and talk about him because we buzzed about his uh, big game, his rookie record performance, CJ Stroud. Again, I don't know if we're looking at him as Jared Goff-like in terms of uh, playing him at home and maybe avoid him on the road, but interesting. I mean, it is the Bengals this week. It's not necessarily the easiest matchup if you really dive into it, but... You figure that uh, you got to play him. He's hot, and he's probably going to have a lot of volume beyond uh, Joe Burrow this week.
1: I really don't want to play him, though, if I don't have to. Like, if I have options, and, you know, Stroud might be on waivers. I would want him on my bench. Like, I'm still picking him up this week, but I don't want to start him – It's just I I get he went off last week. Whenever someone goes off, it's so hard to sit on. But I mean, how many times have we seen Tua go off this year and then do nothing the very next week? Like quarterbacks do this, right? And his home road splits are – absolutely i mean they're huge this year and that's not rare for rookie quarterbacks to not play as well on the road i mean these are hostile environments he has to go to especially cincinnati i mean that's not going to be easy i don't know what the weather's like but it's definitely getting cold up in ohio and it's just a way this year he's only scoring 14 and a half fantasy points per game the Bengals have allowed just nine passing touchdowns all season 11 interceptions, and uh, they have a lot more than two pass touchdowns in any game this season, and they face some good quarterbacks. So I really don't want to have to start Strahd, but I still want to pick him up, keep him on my bench if he's out there.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting because the same thing happened right with Will Levis last week where we saw the big game, and then we said, okay, fade him against the Steelers. So that definitely could happen again. It's it's tricky. I think I would still roll the dice based on the buys here and some of the things that you're going to have to dive into because then you're going to have to get – into maybe a little bit of Geno Smith versus Sam Howell, Brock Purdy, cooled off against Trevor Lawrence. So some of these things that are behind him, a little bit dicey, right, going with the bye weeks. But if you're looking for streamers, I think you have to start with uh, Josh Dobbs, right, and the guy that may – have some value going forward. I don't love the matchup this week against the Saints. Speaking of matchups, I don't like the Saints' uh, defense is pretty tough, and I don't know if this is going to be a high-scoring game between him and Derek Carr there this week. Both defenses can contain things, but he's got access to some really good weapons. I think I may be more inclined to play Josh Dobbs if I know for sure Justin Jefferson is playing
1: yeah i feel like jefferson won't play this week and then also kj osborne uh is dealing with yeah. the concussion so that's also another playmaker off and osborne wouldn't matter a lot i feel like like he is the wide receiver too for that team i guess it's Hawkinson and jordan addison so he'll still be all right but The thing with Dobbs is I'm not too worried about the Saints matchup. They haven't faced much competition at all. This game is on the road for them, so it's not a home game. And then also, like, Jordan Love and Baker Mayfield each put up 23 fantasy points against the Saints in a game this year. Trevor Lawrence had 18, so it's not like they're shut down. And we know Dobbs can do it with his legs. So I am open to starting Josh Dobbs this week. Obviously, if Justin Jefferson were to play, that would be a huge bump up for him. Two other guys I'm eyeing, Baker Mayfield against the Titans. And then maybe going back into Will Levis uh, versus the Buccaneers, now that he's no longer playing the Steelers, the Buccaneers are allowing the second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season. I mean, a lot of that being because they just got killed by C.J. Stroud last week. But then you have Baker or Will Levis in the same matchup. Which one would you rather roll with this week?
0: Yeah, Baker's actually pretty hot. I mean, he had the nice game against the Bills there on that uh, primetime affair, and then came back and looked great. I mean, that was kind of lost, right? He was balling on the other side of C.J. Stroud that game, and if they had won the game, we'd be maybe talking about Baker Mayfield a little bit more after that that game. But, yeah, I mean, he's got the weapons. He's getting Dot involved on top of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, Trey Palmer. Now Rashad White is doing some more in the running game that helps Baker. So I would go Baker only because he's at home. And I think uh, that's, that's the reason. I mean, it's a rookie quarterback. We've talked about it. So uh, I think I go Baker this week, but I think Will Levis is going to have to put the ball up quite a bit this week because he can't really run on the Bucks. So that's kind of how the C.J. Stroud thing came. And I think that's why you would play C.J. Stroud this week because he's just going to throw a lot, you figure, as the Bengals should uh, put up a lot of points in that game, and they can't run. So that uh, I think Will Levis may be curbed because they have Derrick Henry. That changes things a little bit. But I still think he's a worthy play. And it's interesting, right? I mean, you have to attach yourself to the right shootouts. Last week, the shootout was Stroud and Mayfield. But like Mahomes and Tua Taiwolo did not provide the shootout. I mean, Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts did. So sometimes you're not going to get it. And we have a lot of those situations where you have Trevor Lawrence versus Brock Purdy, Sam Howell versus Gina Smith. So maybe some potential high-scoring games. But if you're not in the right spot, Spot and that game disappoints, then everyone kind of falls apart.
1: Yeah, I mean it's so NFL, right? That you yeah, have games between ours. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes and Tua Tagovailoa, and the game that's amazing with with points is the Texans versus the Buccaneers with Baker Mayfield and uh, C.J. Stroud, just hilarious. But if I had to rank these guys, Mayfield, Levis, Dobbs this week, because these are three guys you probably can find on your waivers. I would go Mayfield just because he seems like the safest. He's been a pretty consistent fantasy score all year. I'd go Mayfield, then Dobbs, then Levis. But I do think all three are playable guys this week.
0: Yeah, for sure. And uh, speaking of looking at guys that we want to rank and some options, I mean, I don't think Jake Ferguson is going to be on your waiver wire anymore. I think now Trey McBride might be, right? After the clunker against the Browns where – Look, it was a tough matchup, and then the quarterback play was just abysmal where they couldn't even get garbage points there. I mean, he was actually targeted well, and I think if he had a decent quarterback play, McBride would have come through in that game. But, like, now he gets Kyler Murray. This team is throwing a lot to the tight end. They're at home. The Falcons can be beat with this position. We saw that with uh, TJ Hawkinson, an athletic guy, last week. So I think you look at him, and then Johnny Smith still might be on some waiver wires because we're skeptical and Kate Otten as well after the two touchdown games is, is going to be a hot pickup this week for that Titans matchup but Jake Ferguson I think only probably available in shallow leagues now how do you want to look at it here in week 10 with these four guys and who would you want rest of the season Michelle
1: yeah I definitely want Jake Ferguson for the rest of the season of these guys and for week 10 he's just he's getting more and more involved in the Cowboys offense offense the Cowboys offense is clicking But like you said, he's probably not available in too many leagues. Trey McBride, he was my fade of the week at tight end last week because he was going against the Browns. Don't play tight ends against the Browns in Cleveland. Just don't play players against the Browns in Cleveland. Don't do it. But now, you know, he gets an easier matchup against the Falcons. Very fair role against tight ends this year. He gets Kyler Murray back. I am interested in picking up Trey McBride. I'm willing to start him if I need to. Um, Obviously, would prefer to keep him on the bench and see what happens. Um, and then with Jono Smith or Cade I'd much rather go with Jono Smith, especially with Taylor Heineke. He's still starting. You know, he led the team last week in targets receptions and then had that – Really long receiving touchdown to pad his stats there. But he just seems to be the preferred tight end in that offense. It doesn't make sense, but it is what it is. So, Johnny Smith is a good play, just like every week. It's not always safe, but he'll probably get you 10 points. K. and I don't know. Like, I, I get he was yeah. super involved last week. He had two touchdowns, but he doesn't do it enough for me.
0: Yeah, that's a bit fluky. I mean, you look at the same game. Dalton Schultz's involvement was actually pretty significant, but Otten pretty much exploited a matchup down the middle of the field twice to score. So, yeah, I think that's a one-time event, almost like very similar to the team. They're playing this week, the Texans, with the Bengals, right? That was the Drew Sample. irv smith jr uh, tanner hudson game like that oh, no you can't play any of those guys this week either so i think you put but if in Schultz the...
1: happens to be on your waiver it's very unlikely yeah, but after do. that stinker in week eight uh he gets the Bengals this week which is the best matchup for tight ends and that would be yeah. dalton schultz is a fire play this week
0: yeah uh, yeah definitely it's the bengals have just said okay we're gonna give it up to the tight end i think that's by design That's great there for that matchup for sure. So yeah, tight ends used to stink, but now they're relevant. Now we will get into the running back wide receivers and streaming defenses there. What do we do with Keaton Mitchell? Do we have any interest after his big game against the Seahawks? We'll get into that in our next segment. Before we do that, we got to hear from one of our fine sponsors. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by Prize Picks. And if you don't know what Price Picks is, and we've been uh, pumping it up for you, it's uh, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players. You just pick more or less than the projections available. You just pick two to pl- six player stat projections, and you watch the winnings roll in. It's the most fun you can have playing Daily fantasy sports, you can win up to 25 times your money this season in any entry. You just select two or more players, and again, more or less, the more you put in and the more you get right, the more you multiply your money. So it's a lot of fun. It's a way to test your skills in a different way. And you can turn ten dollars into 250 with just a few taps. It's really simple to play. Again, you can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds using the Price Picks app. You can also expect quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players, and stat types. Those are all what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app, so check it out there. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockdownFL and use the code LockdownFL for first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com slash LockdownFL use the cr- promo code Locknfl for first deposit match up to $100. Check it out there, Prize Picks, easiest way to play daily fantasy sports. Check it out here in Week Ten. We'll have our Prize Picks picks of the week as well coming at you on Friday. All right, Michelle, it's time to continue our Week Ten waiver wire look. Again, running back not giving us a lot of late. No. I mean, James Conner is on the return, so that's good to stop with all this uh, Mari Dimarcato and whatever we're trying to do there. But we look at uh, Tyler Algier. Unfortunately for Bijan, we'll talk about Bijan. He's getting a little bit more run here for Arthur Smith. They're playing the Cardinals. It's a smash spot for running backs, as we've seen in the past few weeks. We've seen multiple backs go off for multiple teams against the Cardinals, so someone intriguing there. Jalen Warren maybe having some standalone value. He looked really good here with Najee Harris, and it's a good matchup against the Packers this week. And then Keaton Mitchell, look, you mentioned Cleveland. It is on the road. <laughs> And he had so little work last week. And they're not going to blow out teams like that. They're certainly not going to blow out the Browns like that. So I think he has some upside. He's a very explosive player. Like, he reminds me a little bit of Devin Chan if they get him going and get him enough touches. But I think the key there is, is he going to displace Gus Edwards? I don't think so. But I still like him as a stash potentially because we know Edwards is a guy that uh, can get hurt.
1: Yeah, that's literally all he is, is if Edwards yeah. gets hurt. And then also like Justice Hill would be involved. But I mean, they were killing the Seahawks last week. He got in. That's great near the end of the game. Nine carries. That's all he had. And now he put up 138 yards because of a 60-yard rushing touchdown and had a good fantasy week. But you don't chase that. Like he's pro I know um Harbaugh said that he's going to be active next week, Mitchell, but like that doesn't mean he's going to get much carries at all so you would need him to break another 60 yard rushing touchdown on his three touches if he even gets that for him to be viable I I, I'm not worried about picking up Keaton Mitchell this week I will say Tyler Algier as annoying as he is and as annoying as Arthur Smith is this is a really good matchup so we're definitely like Bijan and Algier can both be played in that game and then Jalen Warren if you're in a full PPR league he is consistently putting up 10 to 12 points He had a season high 14 points last week i mean in your rb2 spot that might be what you need right now right if you have upside everywhere else but you kind of are really shallow in your rb2 spot and you just need someone not to put up a stinker it's kind of jalen warren this year
0: yeah and also much the chagrin on social media of george pickens i mean the guys that they want to get the ball to and we'll see what they do with pat framers when he comes back but ball that It goes to pretty much Deontay Johnson now and a lot on the shorter passes right to Jalen Warren. There's not a lot for Najee Harris in the passing game. They don't really involve Calvin Austin <laughs> enough here. So it's a bit of a compressed passing game. So good routes by Deontay Johnson thrown to Jalen Warren. I don't think and they're going to George Pickens
1: is like George Pickens could have just caught the pass in the end zone where yeah. he had so much space, but he took the largest step of all time before he put his foot down. Uh, and then like, what, what, why aren't we mad at you? George Pickens as Steelers fans, yeah. we should be mad at you. Why are you mad at the Steelers? You're the one that should have caught the touchdown goodness. Well, that's
0: why he's not going to get the target. I don't think he's going to be the squeaky wheel here, <laughs> because I don't know if it's easy to get the ball to him, especially with that uh, Packers pass rush. He's not bad here with Rashawn Gary, so that's the one thing they can do. I don't think this is going to be necessarily a high-scoring game, but you know what the Packers do? They give up yardage to running backs, and that's great, right? And we had the combined really good effort by Harrison Warren. I thought they were fantastic against the Titans, and that was important, right? It was a tough matchup, so now you feel a lot more confident Trusting that's back. Pickens, we might be fading again. We'll uh, talk about him in our wide receiver rankings. I have a feeling we might be a few notches below here. But, yeah, that uh, bumps up Warren for sure. Now, speaking of wide receivers that we might be excited about, actually this week, Tank Dell, our guy's back. Jahan Dotson, these are two guys we banged the table for before the season. Now it finally looks like they're healthy, they're being involved, these teams are passing a ton, they're not running. This is great, and I think they're similar guys in different packages here. One guy is more of a traditional, maybe speedster, one guy is a little guy that can fly here. So, But I think Tank down Jahan Dotson, you just have to be prepared. A little bit big play, a little bit touchdown dependent, but you're always going to have one of those receivers like that in your lineup.
1: Yeah. Tanked out. Like it's definitely, he's going to be very inconsistent. I mean, a, he's a rookie wide receiver. That's going to happen with them, but he is that big play guy and you, it is going to come with inconsistency, but definitely if he's on, like, if you don't have IR spots, there is a good chance he was dropped while he was injured. And then he had the poor game to come back. Maybe he's out there. Maybe not Jahan Dotson. I mean, we were so down on him. Like I was dropping him wherever I had him because I had him in a lot of places that I ended up dropping him. He wasn't doing anything all year. But now, if he's still out there, I am going to look to pick him back up. 18 targets over the last two weeks. He even had eight targets also in week seven. Just didn't do much with it. But he is doing more with his targets. Has a touchdown in each of the last two games. I do think the coaches have actually held their word when they said they're going to get Dotson more involved. And they're doing it. So I, I like Dotson moving forward. Two other guys that, you know, Khalil Shakir from the Bills his snaps have randomly like super jumped up over the last two weeks. I mean, it was all in the 30% of team snaps all the way up to week eight. And then it jumped up to 65%, then jumped up to 70% in week nine. I don't know if it's because of the Dawson Knox injury. They're playing less 12 personnel, maybe with uh, Knox and Kincaid out there. I did not look into that. That's just me making a guess, but maybe with Knox being out, Shakir's is going to keep seeing this workload and, you know, Josh Allen's looking his way.
0: Yeah, I think one thing they keep in mind with all these guys, I mean, there's little developments behind the scenes that are helping all these guys, right? Robert Woods is hurt, so Tank Dell immediately moves up ahead of Noah Brown behind Nico Collins. What happened with Dotson's rise? Curtis Samuel got hurt. And remember, he was stealing a lot of that key love in the red zone. So that helped. Now, with Rashid Shaheed, maybe Michael Thomas will disappear after he put up a zero last week. Like, maybe that'll help. Like, get him involved. I think this guy can do more than just stretch the field, right? And then who's being kind of left out of the Bills passing game? Gabe Davis, right? Maybe they're saying, look, we're not going to just force Josh Allen to sit back there, take a hit, and try to let the big play develop, right? Let's get Khalil Shakir. Let's get Dalton Kincaid in the middle of the field like, run routes here to help Stephon Diggs. So, look, sometimes you have to look at the nature of an offense and how they're adjusting. And you're right. The personnel does change when you're struggling with a certain player or you don't have the same type of depth. So that's something you have to watch, but I mean, it's just kind of like NBA. When you plug and play someone on a maybe an off night and you get somebody to go and get some rebounds there, that kind of happens with receivers. You got to just redistribute where the targets are going. So I think that these are really good calls here to go after this week. now, Looking at some streaming defenses, I don't know if the Raiders are going to be available. They're just playing like gangbusters here, but they do get the Jets. The Jets were awful on Monday night. I couldn't watch that. It was just so bad. I went and, to bed uh, at halftime.
1: I've never, yeah. like, it's so rare for me to actually shut off a game and go to bed. I just stopped caring. I, I could not care.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, a primetime really again. We have to watch oh, yeah. the Jets in prime time. That was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers versus Devontae Adams. Great. We're getting this game <laughs> instead. They had uh, maybe a chance to flex a
1: it out and they didn't.
0: That's no, crazy. they didn't. Because they I don't know. Maybe the people watch is I don't know. But the Jets also, if you drop if someone dropped them in your league, it's not bad, right? It's A Nokano, it's on the road, but that's something to look at. You can also look at potentially I like the Bears a lot more than the Panthers in this particular yeah. game. I, I don't love the Panthers only because Dustin Fields is back, right, and the injuries are there. So I do like the Bears, however, Thursday night, their defense is starting to play better. And then these are two underrated guys. You mentioned – or underrated teams, I should say. CJ Stroud, you mentioned you didn't love the matchup, right, against the Bengals. They're a tough secondary. If they throw a lot, what happens? You have more chances for sacks and interceptions there. So I do like kind of the Bengals are a sneaky play with that volume. And same I mean, goes, I think, for the Buccaneers. It sounds crazy to play the Buccaneers – there after last week but when you look at it i mean titans can make mistakes right it's still rookie quarterback on the road and again volume they're going to throw a lot so you need to have kind of a it's kind of a double-edged sword right you don't want your team to give up a lot of passing yards and scores but that's also how you get points for defenses so uh, you like uh those uh plays this week and uh, Bengals and bucks actually i think you should be able to get those pretty easily
1: Yeah, I will say, I think my favorite out of this group is the bears defense. We have seen them put up some good fantasy games this year as a defense and you cannot run on the Bears. Weirdly, this year the Panthers yeah. just stink at running overall, right? With Hubbard and Miles Sanders not being efficient, so that's going to force Bryce Young to throw a ton. We know he gets he takes yeah, a lot of sacks and, <laughs> orcs, you know, has had a lot of turnovers this year. So I think the Bears are my favorite for the highest upside, and they should definitely be available. Oh, uh, in are. our yeah, <laughs> in our last segment, instead of talking more about waiver wires, we're going to get into some players you should trade for. Before your fantasy trade deadlines, just to make sure you have that perfect championship squad built up before the playoffs. Before we d- do that, let's talk about our sponsor, FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you listened to me on yesterday's show, you hit on Garrett Wilson's receiving prop bet on FanDuel. If you missed out, that's okay. My favorite bet for Thursday night's game versus... uh, It's the Chicago bears versus the Carolina Panthers, but I'm taking the bears minus three and a half points at her home versus the one and seven Panthers. I think we can all agree that placing some bets might be the only way to get through this Thursday night uh, football game and actually make it interesting. So if you want to get in on the action, all you got to do is sign up by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on and enjoy the NFL season. Again, that's fanduel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. All right, Vinny, I wanted to talk some trade guys here because the waivers are getting thin, but that doesn't mean you stop trying to make your team better, right? This is the time where you have to really build up that championship squad to go far if you make the playoffs. So I wanted to talk through two players we're trying to trade for before the trade deadlines that aren't going to cost you an arm and a leg. Right. So who are two guys that you are looking for over this next you know, week or before Sunday to trade for?
0: Yeah, one of them is Lamar Jackson. This might be his lowest value right now, Michelle. I'm looking at it here. I mean, he gets the division matchups. He usually does well in there. He gets the uh, Browns and Bengals back to back. Then it's the Chargers. We know they've been very giving. They're in fantasy and then a bye. So that's a little bit of a struggle, right? You have to deal with that, maybe potentially before the playoffs. But down the stretch, you get him against the Rams, the Jaguars. I mean, those aren't too scary. And then the 49ers could be a high scoring affair. And then the championship game, you get him against the Dolphins. It's his, his uh, team, right? His hometown team, Dolphins defense. That could be a shootout. So That's looking really good, right? I mean, I wouldn't say that's great for Tua because he's not great against good uh, teams, but maybe you can say, hey, do you want Tua and somebody else? And can I give me Lamar here? I mean, that kind of deal could be made, right? During the bye week, somebody might be saying, look, they might forget about him and say, okay, we're going to make this trade. So it might even be better after this week. You might have a modest game against the Browns and then you can really attack it. So Something to will definitely look at there, that he has a very good schedule. Now, another player, look, he scored. He wasn't all that good otherwise, because Derek Carr is not that good. But you look at Chris Olave. I mean, this is a really good stretch for him. The Vikings secondary is beatable here this week. So I don't like Derek Carr, the front end. But I think they have to get Olave more involved. These secondaries are bad. They did, as we saw, use him a little bit in the slot. Schemed him a little bit open away from the tougher matchup last week. So... That's a good sign, but really good. You have to deal with a bye here, but really good schedule within the division. Keep that in mind. He's got a weak division. The Bucs have been giving it up. The Panthers have been giving it up there. So I do like Chris Salabi. to get hot down the stretch here. And again, he's been one of the more disappointing wide receivers, mainly because his quarterback can't do it. But I think you'll see it more if this stretch run here. So two guys that I think can put you over the top as potential league winners down the stretch
1: yeah and i would like for lamar i would rather have lamar than justin herbert or lamar even more than joe burrow yeah. and i think you can get those yeah. done and maybe even get extra with those uh with getting lamar back for those guys so definitely check that out and chris a lot of, like the saints have the most the easiest schedule of all time their rest of their season yeah. schedule is pretty pathetic uh, especially after this vikings game uh two guys that i'm looking to trade for hear me out in this first one. It's Bijan Robinson. Yeah. All right. And he's, the thing is, Arthur Smith clearly hates him and he hates all of us, right? They get the Cardinals this week and then a week 11 bye. So I do expect Robinson to have a pretty solid game against the Cardinals, but I do think in the week 11 bye that they're going to realize what they're doing is so wrong right? Using, not using Bijan Robinson enough and putting in Tyler Algier, just using all the wrong players. Like they have to reevaluate themselves at least by the bye week Uh, So I want him for the end of the season. This is like, these two players are not close to the same talents, Robinson or Algier. A, Bijan Robinson is averaging 3.6 yards after contact for carry. Algier is averaging 3.2 total yards per carry. So Bijan is averaging more yards after carry than Algeria is averaging total carries this year. Bijan Robinson has 106 yards rushing yards over expectation this year. Algeria is at minus 43. Algeria has been stuffed at the line of scrimmage or for no gain 27 times this year. Robinson has been stuffed only 14 times. Like Every sat that you go through, Robinson is so clearly the better player, and they're just destroying their team, not giving him the ball. Robinson has had one carry from the five yard line or close to the goal line, with Aldir getting six of those carries. Debson and Ritter getting two, Caderil Hodge and Johnny Smith each having one. The same amount of carries inside the five yard line as Robinson. What they're doing is ridiculous, and they have to figure it out, and they will. I just believe that no coach can be that bad; they'll figure it out, and you're going to want Robinson on your team to be a league winner, and then. My other guy, I don't feel as strongly about. I feel heated right now after that Robinson discussion. Like, I'm, like, really upset. Marquise Brown, I'm also looking to see just what his price is, right? With Kyler Murray coming back next four weeks, pretty nice matchups against the Falcons, the Texans, the Rams, and the Steelers. Brown right now is leading the team in receptions and targets and receiving touchdowns. He's getting a ton of targets this year. The issue is it's not turning into very many yards because playing with Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon, But I do think that gets fixed with Murray back. Uh, Brown averaged over 10 targets a game, over 80 receiving yards per game, and over 18 fantasy points per game. Over his only six games played with Kyler Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins last year. That was weeks one through six. So we saw him start off so hot with Kyler Murray. Then obviously Brown, Marquise Brown got hurt. Then Kyler Murray got hurt last year. So it kind of all fell apart. But I think Brown ends up being a really great play the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, and uh, with Michael Wilson banged up, right, he missed last week, so that helps, right, for the targets to potentially go up for Hollywood Brown. And, again, how can he not get better with Kyler Murray in there? I mean, I think they have to feature him downfield a little bit more. He's just too good. He's also playing for a contract next year. The Cardinals haven't committed to him, so he's got to be motivated right out there and to prove himself to try to cash in in free agency. So that is a very good call. And – also looking at B. John Robinson, like this is the lowest price you're going to get him at. So that's the yeah. thing is like, you want to go after him now, Whenever like the owner manager in your league, that's like Michelle and like, I'm fed up with this guy. I need to get rid of him. I need something. This is when you attack them and say, look, here's someone, maybe it's like a James Conner. Hey, James Conner's coming back. Do you want him or something like that? Right. And then, oh yeah, he's a reliable guy that can put him in there. So, I would even maybe, like, flip a Tony Pollard, right, who's been disappointing. Like, maybe you could get something, like, on perception, you might say Bijan and a wide receiver, right? You could do something like that, and you're probably going to get the same production of Tony Pollard plus something else. But the perception is that he's going to be down. But I do like it also. I mean, I had Chris Olave because he plays – in the NFC South, and they're playing the AFC South. Same deal. There's a lot of those type of games left here for Bijan to attack. So, good calls on all those, and get these guys while they're down. The prices are what you can look for too. And also, if you've got them and you're a pretty good team and you're still fighting through it, hey, keep just them. keep them <laughs> hold them and ride them potentially here. They're going to come through for you as winners.
1: Yes, absolutely. And if, you know, if Arthur Smith keeps not using Bijan, then at least the good news is that he should be fired at some point this year or at yeah. the end of this year if they the parties, after right?
0: that. <laughs> uh, yeah. The bye week. So, so we'll see. I don't know if that'll happen, but again, either way, either Bijan goes off and right, and then they say like, okay, we gotta use Bijan more after the bye, or they stink with because they don't use Bijan. And then they say we got to use him after the bye. So either way, it could be good for Pichon. We did see this though,
1: so that we could kind of see this usage with Jonathan Taylor in his rookie season. I mean, he looked like yeah. he was gonna be the biggest bust of the year. And it was for a long time. It was through about like yeah. the first nine, 10 weeks because they were using Michael Carter so much. And then at the end of the year, uh Jonathan Taylor was a league winner, just out like monstering fantasy every single week. So that's what I'm envisioning for Bijan, if you trade for him and he ends up doing what he's doing now, he's not going to kill you, right? He's still yeah. fine. Uh, but he also has that huge opportunity to be a league winner, which so many running backs right now don't offer you.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's it's going to be fun to see how he finishes out. for And uh, you're right. I mean, some rookies hit a wall at this time, but if you're a rookie that hasn't been used enough, This is maybe when you finally get going, and I think that uh, hopefully that reverse effect is in play with Bijan, and we can all be happy about it here going forward. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be around for the playoffs in the league where I have Bijan, so he's not going to win me a league, but better luck next year with Bijan. I would would think he's going to be a hot post-type sleeper for sure in 2024. So that wraps up our look at the waiver wire here for Week 10 and some other advice that you need to help upgrade your rosters. We're going to flip to our rankings for Week 10, starting tomorrow, looking at the running backs and quarterbacks and coming back on Thursday with the wide receivers and tight ends and looking at flex plays, deep sleepers, some price picks, all that good stuff where you close the week on a Friday. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer,
1: And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.